Hello and welcome to Lit Off the Pages, where we drink wine and discuss books. I'm Whitney. And I'm Kara. It's Thirsty Thursday and this is episode number nine. On this episode, we're going to be talking about The Marriage Act by John Mars. My favorite. All right. <laughs> uh, while we sip on Taylor Port wine. Taylor Port. Uh, Taylor Port. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this wine was actually recommended by my uh, prima hermana, Josie. Um, and it has supple notes of licorice and black coffee with uh, with complex fruit of blackberry and cassis. It does not taste like that. Yeah. It, to <laughs> me, it actually tastes like an alcoholic grape juice. It's exactly what it tastes like. It's like very strong, though. Like it doesn't taste like a wine. It's like a straight liquor to me. Yeah, it is. Yeah, right? Well, it's probably because it has an alcohol content of 18%. I think this is one of the strongest wines we've ever tried. Yeah, we might need like an Uber home. We lit. Yeah, we lit. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, let's get started. Don't do as you're told when you know something is morally gray. Or morally wrong. Morally wrong. Sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking morally gray men. Dark romance. Sorry. You love me morally gray. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Some of the trigger warnings for this book include suicide, violence, and sexual assault. So the Marriage Act is a dystopian fiction that revolves around uh, the stories of many people who give the reader a deeper look into how the world has changed um, since the onset of the Sanctity of Marriage Act. Um, it's not only the marriage as such, it also is the laws that dictate how how and where you live and if the marriage fails, um, what the consequences are going to be. Um, so if if you are a fan of John Mars and have read his books, like his books, like the one, um, they kind of give you a really trippy, um, a trippy, uh, a trippy like thought as to like, what if this really happened in real life? Yeah, he kind of goes to the extreme. Yeah, I love that. And, I mean, yeah, it's fun to think of, like, what if this really happened, like, in real life? And, like, some of these things are not so far-fetched. Yeah, like, they could happen. Yeah, well, especially with the advancement of technology and how it just progresses more and more each year. Like, I mean... You know, for us, we're millennials. You know, we have seen technology come so far, even in just the last 20 years. Yeah, well, we, you know, we're that weird generation that is before and after the Internet. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we like we know what it was before and we know when it came and we know now. And like the possibilities for future generations are insane. Mm -hmm. So to think that, like, you know, some of these things that he talks about in this book could like really happen. Yeah. It's crazy. And and the great thing about John Mars is he has you thinking like, oh, shoot, this is a fiction, but it's... But it could really happen. This can happen. Yeah. yeah. So it's not too far-fetched, you know? Yeah, it's... Uh, gives you something to think about. It gives you... Yeah. And and with his books, I find myself, even if I read them a long time ago, I think about them a lot still. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'll be thinking about this book for a while. <laughs> I mean, and... Even, you know, the one, I mean, that's the only other book I've read by him so far, but I still think about that one. Yeah. And, you know, it like, his books just really make you think. I read the one six years ago. And I, I probably read it five times since, like, <laughs> yeah. the first time. And and I think about it all the time. I feel like Netflix did not do that that series or that book They justice. changed it way yeah. too much. Yeah. It, it kind of messed. Yeah. It could have been a big thing if they did it right. Uh, but... We're talking about this book. Yeah. So what was your favorite thing about it? Um, To be honest, now, we've talked about this before, but this is 
one of those books that has multiple point of views. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of times when there's too many point of views, it can get really confusing and really hard to keep track of who's who, what's going on in the story and how it pertains to each person or like how each story is interconnected. This one I feel like was done very well. Um, just like with the one, he did that one very well. Um, you know, it was the same sort of setup for the story with the multiple point of views. Um, but I think it was my favorite part of this one because you got to see what was happening from all different angles yeah. and how it affected each different type of relationship. You know what I mean? With the mar- with the Sanctity of Marriage Act. And, you know, you had a couple that was married, but when the Sanctity of Marriage Act came to be, they opted to not upgrade to a smart marriage. But then you have couples that did. And so I like that you had the multiple point of view so that you just got to um, – you got to see everything from different angles and how it all tied together. I like how he also has diverse, like, yes. characters. Like, he has – uh, older couple he has a gay couple he has um you know a uh, older mom who wants to be an influencer mm-hmm. he has a woman who's completely against this you know he just kind of he has a little bit of everybody yeah and uh i think he does a good job of making each character's story intriguing so yes. even though it is multiple points of views right you want to know everyone you want to know what's going on with all of them yeah absolutely i agree yeah, so I think he does a great job of that. Um, my favorite thing about this book was um, just kind of, I, I feel like I've never really read anything where they've gone into like social media life or like, you know, uh, I, I feel like I haven't really read anything like this since like na- 1984, uh, George or- Orwell. 1983. 1983, yeah. yeah. And, and um, you know, Big Brother and that aspect of like the government watching you and you know, we, we say it all the time. We're like, oh, man, I I wish I can go on a cruise. And then you get on Facebook and there's cruises. Yeah, they're totally listening. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> so it's like it's not it's not like you said, not far fetched. It's not too far fetched. Um, yeah. And I just I like that he actually took it there because a lot of people wouldn't. A lot of people wouldn't go it's there. It's very yeah. controversial. And I feel like John Mars is always he's pushing that barrier yeah he's yeah. pushing that i love i love his mind and the way that it works yeah i like that yeah, yeah i agree <laughs> uh what was your least favorite thing oh i don't know um i don't know see for me my least favorite thing i would have to say is actually the other side of the coin for the multiple point of views you know, you're getting the story and what's going on from one person, but then their chapter ends in the middle of something intense and, and it like, switches over to somebody completely different. Isn't that that build up And then love? you're like, oh, I, wanted, I just want to know what happens. Yeah, so you get reading. frustrated. Yes. But that's the good thing about it is that it does, it keeps you reading because you're like, oh man, I need to know what happens with this person. But then something starts happening with this person. You're like, oh shit, I need to know what happens with this person. Yeah. Then it goes back to this <laughs> other person. You're like, man, now I need to know what's happening with them. Like, you just have to keep going. He's eventually going to... Eventually you find all the stuff out. Yeah, eventually you find out exactly what's going on. But, like, it's that buildup and that anticipation. I am not a patient person, okay? No, you're not. You were messaging me, too. Like, the more I read this, the more upset I get. Yeah, I was like, I'm just getting more mad the further I get into this book. Because I was getting so into each individual story. But then as the book progressed and seeing how they all connected, like, I love how it played out. It was really good. I think my least favorite thing is, like... Um, they just kind of made like the marriage aspects like kind of seem 
like almost like like a suffocating, like a prison kind of a sort. They made it a very negative thing. Yeah, and I like I love my marriage. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. So I just kind of felt like, mm, I mean, I I would like to think that I wouldn't care if the government were listening to our marriage. I don't care. We're not doing anything that I care. See, and that's where the controversy comes in. Because oh, you would not. Yeah, you, and it's you not, have Alexas all over your freaking house, though. We do, but and it's not even because like we are doing anything or have anything to hide or anything like that. It's just because like this is the privacy of my home. You know what I mean? Or need you weirdos listening to what we're talking hey, about? Man, it's nobody's I'm business. Texts and stuff on a lot of stuff. I could use some tax breaks. Okay. <laughs> hey, I mean, I, mean, I can't <laughs> argue with that. But I'm just saying, shoot, better like, house, better car. We ain't doing nothing wrong up in here. (laughs) (laughs) If you are a fan of the show, please follow, like, and subscribe to our channel. And links to all of our other socials can be found at litoffthepages.com. What was your favorite part of the book? Oh, man. My favorite part was at the end when they're at that um, Freedom for All kind of rally or whatever it was. When they're trying to finally take down... Um, the government and the people in charge of the Sanctity of Marriage Act and everything. Um, and uh, the final, like, speaker is somebody that they're like, oh, we can't be here or whatever, but we have this video we want you to watch. Um, and it's Anthony. He's already, like, died and everything. What a twist, dude. Oh, what my gosh. Twist. And it comes to find out that, like, Jem Jones, who died, you know, they killed her in the beginning or whatever, was actually not a real person. She was just this AI made-up person you know, to promote the Sanctity of Marriage Act. You know, yeah. they were just trying to manipulate people basically through this person. And Well, she was the perfect influencer. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. And it just what Jada had said, you know, said, oh, like, this is for you, babe, or whatever. Dude, I teared up. I couldn't help it. I was like, oh, my heart. Because that was like, you know, like, he was, you thought he was on the wrong side the whole time, but really he, it turns out in the end, like, he started to try to do the right thing. So I thought that was really cool. My favorite part was, it's so bad. It was when uh, Arthur finally got caught. Oh like, my God. Having his wife's dead body. <laughs> like, no. I just, that was such a big, like, <gasps> to me. When it was I, a very was shocking like, moment. Shit, she's been dead the whole time. Yeah, and he's like been having uh, full conversations with her. I didn't see her. that coming at all. I did not Dude, see that coming. So when. Uh, like the lady goes upstairs, and then she calls the uh, the the um counselor lady in. Yeah, and he's like freaking out, and then her dead body's just laying. Like, yeah, but he like went so far as to like wrap her up in blankets and like tape her up and stuff like that. Like for six months. Uh, it was like seven or eight months. Would you keep Rob for that long? Hell no. <laughs> I love you, but no. I want <laughs> your dead body my rotting place. in my house. You know how creepy that is? I'm just a dead body laying well, in your bed. Creepy. I love creepy. I don't know why I love creepy characters, I mean, okay, too. I do, too, but, like... I love that he did that. I would never in real life have, like, a dead body just laying in my bed. No, but he loved her that much. <laughs> yes, and it was so sweet, and he it was, was touching. He was like, go, dude. Yeah, I know. It's so romantic. You like dark romance. Yes, okay, and I get it, but, like, I draw the line I have a dead body in my bed. <laughs> For eight months. This is too much. Oh, man. I don't know. That's just how he just wasn't ready to let her go. Hey, man, I get it. You're married for, how long were they married for? Like 50-some years or some shit? like a long, long time. I get it. Okay, I do. And I love it. It's sweet. It's romantic. I get it. But a dead body, bro. That was my favorite part, though. It was like, 
<gasps> oh shit! It was a good part. And I didn't see that coming. Well, I, I like I like a part that shocks you and has you thinking of every past situation. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, that makes sense. Now so that like, I know this, yeah. yeah. So I was like, hold on, wait. So this. When he was talking, he was talking. He was really talking. Yeah, like so, it was like her voice in his head. Yeah, dude, I was tripping. Yes, yeah, I love that. Well, and it was crazy because like that was when all of like the crazy plot twists started coming. Jamar's like, Ch -ch -ch. yeah, literally. Yeah. There's one for each main, you know, story. So yeah, that was pretty cool. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what was your least favorite part? Um, my least favorite. Like I just did not like how over the top Roxy was getting with that was that's my least like, favorite part like I feel like <laughs> if you are gonna do the content creating or the influencing thing you should be like your authentic self but she yes. was like just being whatever she thought she needed to be well and also like to be honest I just didn't like her character overall yeah. she was a selfish bitch honestly and like I get it there's really people out there and stuff like that but like you got a husband and kids, and your husband clearly loves the shit out of you, and you don't care. Yeah, she like, literally just did not care. She's more worried about how popular and famous she could be off of and content like, creating. She, uh, oh, this is gonna ruin me when they got the level one. Yeah, like that was her first thought. Forget about her marriage. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, yeah, that was my least favorite part. Do yeah, yeah. So we had the same least favorite. Yeah. She just, yeah, she just, she just. She didn't rub me the wrong way. She didn't way. fit the vibe. My favorite character was Jeffrey. I know that's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know why I love a good creepo. I love a uh, good creepo. He, I gotta say, he was creepier than Arthur. He was. Because, like... He just, like, got it in his mind that, like... He, because he was attracted, that the person was attracted, and he was just... Yeah. Would do anything to make that happen. Out of like all Joe the people Bogart. in the book that needed some therapy, he was oh. the one that really needed the most. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I like that. And a good little serial killer twist oh no yeah for sure but i do like too that he eventually went to prison in the end yeah because yeah uh bro you were literally breaking up marriages <laughs> and shit he totally took advantage like of his just, job yeah, oh. as a relationship responder and yeah, yeah that was crazy <laughs> i feel like he was like low-key like using them to go stay somewhere <laughs> He had his own place. I mean, it was a dump, yeah, but, but he, was like, he could have afforded someplace else. He just chose not to. He was like, I'm going to go live with these people. I thought it was super creepy how he, like, rubbed the dude's sex toy on his face. <laughs> it was like Who the fuck putting, like, that? the lube on his lips. Like, oh, that, Who that? does that? But, like, weird. It. it. was so funny. Weird. <laughs> it was funny. Did you I'll have a favorite that. character? I think my favorite character actually was probably... Um... Let me see. I got to look at my character list. I got to say it was actually probably either Corrine or um, probably Anthony, Anthony? and Jada. I like liked them as a, like a oh, couple. Oh, like them as a couple. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Corrine, um, I liked that she, um, well, I didn't like that she kind of got duped by her husband because girl why is designing stuff and not reading it i was like like that's the first it was like a battle you. of wits between the two of them yeah throughout the whole story to see who would come out on top yeah and i feel like that's she was very strong character i feel like but it was crazy to see the back and forth between yeah. the two of them and I was rooting for her the whole time. I was yeah. Like, Come on, like, just let her win this. But then, you know, she tries to blackmail Eleanor Harrison or whatever. 
and that just completely backfired on her as well. I did not, not a like good that. look, girl. Not no. a good look. <laughs> she got her divorce though. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you sign up for a smart marriage? Absolutely not. Not even for the benefits? Absolutely not. They just took it too far. Well, they took it too far in this instance. Yeah. Well, that's what we're talking about is this instance. But I feel like like there were some things if, that okay. Roxy, Roxy said that were like stopping terrorism and like stopping, um, you know, domestic and violence. And that's where and the controversy like would come yeah. in because there's positives and there's and negatives. Crime? There's positives and there are negatives just like there is with everything else. But I wouldn't do it because for me... You don't have a right to tell me where I can and cannot live. You do not have me a, a right to tell me what I can and cannot say in the privacy of my own home. Well, it's not that they were telling them what they can and cannot say. It was that they were monitoring. You don't have a right to force me into a divorce. Yeah, I mean, I guess this, I mean, well, this is to the extreme, though. That's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I guess you're right. No, I don't know if I can do it to the extreme, because... If it was much... I'm very sarcastic, so I feel like I'd get put on a level one real quick. Well, and that was the issue with Noah and Luca. Well, they were targeted. They were very clearly targeted. Yeah. But, um, you know, they had said, or Jeffrey first said when he showed up to their house, like, okay, it could just be like a faulty audit, audit or whatever. That was some bullshit so he could get in the door. Well, it probably was, but I mean, it was their sarcasm and the way that they joked with each other and stuff like that that got them flagged and put on level one. Oh, yeah. So that would probably happen to me because I'm very sarcastic. Well, exactly. The way Robert and I joke with each other all the time, mm-hmm. they would force us to get divorced. Say that, mm, I don't think this is working out. Right. I'd be like, mm, you guys got some problems. So do you have any opinions on, like, the AI technology? Again, there's pros and cons. Just it's like there is everything. Really crazy stuff. The thing I don't like about our generation is that sometimes we'll take something that's really, really awesome, like AI, and, and take it too far. Yeah, like the like I don't know if you've seen the Taylor Swift deep fakes that they got going out right now. They're so yep. terrible, poor girl. And, and she doesn't deserve that. She's literally done nothing to deserve people to do that no, to her. People just do it because people are famous. People and it's are ridiculous, malicious. and it's and it's like, why would you use this awesome technology for something so? Ridiculous? You're ruining it. You're literally ruining yeah, it. I feel like people always just take things too far. They do all the time. So it's like we can't be and trusted with such a great. That's just human nature. You know what I mean? People. I mean, for one, we're not meant to be controlled to the extreme as it goes in this book. Yeah. One. And for two, like, the advancement of technology is great. But you always have those people that are going to use it for bad things. And that's going to be something that we're never going to be able to get away yeah. from. You know what I mean? I mean, the people are controls, assholes. Yeah. You know? And that's never going to go away. We can't ever have anything nice. No. Not even AI technology. <laughs> not even AI technology, no. We ain't ready for it. Just like if we the, ain't ready for the aliens. The thing is, no, the aliens probably just look at us and turn right around. They're like, where They're the like, fuck oh, the hell guys? no, it's ghetto down there. Maybe you guys on your own. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, the thing with AI is, I feel like, especially in the years to come for us, like in, you know, real life, it's, it's going to advance a lot more. And again, there's going to be positives to it but there's also going to be the negatives and whether it will be more positives than negatives if the benefits will outweigh the outweigh the risks only time will tell well i feel like this book but people don't know how to act right so oh, no, true, true. <laughs> but i feel like john mars wrote this book kind of as a warning 
Oh, for like, sure. AI technology is coming, whether you guys are ready for it or I not. feel like everybody, and especially the younger generation now, needs to read this book. Yeah. Like, everybody needs to read this book. Because, like you just said, it is definitely a warning as to, like, what could happen. or And it makes you even think, like, beyond just what happens in this book. You know, with the Sanctity of Marriage Act and, you know, AI listening to everything, self-driving cars, all this stuff. Um... It just really makes you think of, like, all of the different possibilities that we really could be looking at. Well, we even have some, kind of, some self-driving cars with the Teslas. Well, and did you um, listen to or read the acknowledgments at the end where it talks about how, like, um, self-driving Girl, cars and stuff like that? I love John Mars? What are you talking about? You know uh, <laughs> I read every single thing he wrote. Normally, I don't listen to uh, or read. I read the read. author notes and everything. Normally, I don't. I don't Normally, I skip that shit. Devoured. But I listened to it this time because it just started playing. I was curling my hair and it just started playing when I finished the book. So I was like, okay, I'll listen to it. And he talks about how, um, you know, it's not a matter of if we're going to have self-driving cars, but when. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's the absolute truth. Yeah. Just with the advancement of technology and where we're headed and everything. And, yeah, that's cool and all. But, like, for example, in this book, somebody was able to override the sat-nav in the car and reset the location and force this guy to drive his car over a fucking bridge you got to read the passengers and kill himself yeah so i'm like read the passengers again there's good things and there's Mm -hmm. bad things it's um do the benefits outweigh the risk and that's the biggest thing well do you get concerned at all with all the alexa technology that you have all over your house that somebody can override it i do sometimes i think about it and especially like with our cameras and stuff uh like the ones that we have inside the house it's happened to people, you know, where their camera inside cameras have been hacked and stuff, even like baby monitors and stuff are a risk. And again, that's one of the things. Do the benefits outweigh the risks? Do you need you want to be able to monitor your house and your child and stuff like that when you're not at home? It, like, is that so, r- worth taking the risk of your shit getting hacked? Well, is that worth taking the risk of knowing that a stranger is watching you? It's weird. It, and that's the thing. You have you to least expect it. You have to just see at do least the benefits the, outweigh the risk. All nights were just voice. Yeah. It wasn't like they were like watching them. Yeah. But for those, like it was weird because it would just like autumn like randomly record ten minutes yeah. of a conversation just like so randomly not like throughout it was the day. Either. Right. But I feel like even just those ten minutes, it's gonna know to pick up on something that's like off i feel like the way that that's set up is like you never know when that 10 minutes is so be on your best behavior always because we might be listening right but we ain't got time to listen to you all day well you shouldn't have time to listen to me all day you should have better shit to do exactly (laughs) so that's probably why they only did 10 minutes in my opinion you shouldn't even be listening to me for 10 minutes but again that's one of the things with all the advancement of the technology that we have and everything like that how much are we willing to sacrifice in order to have everything literally at our fingertips. You read a lot of fantasy and like dark romance. Um, so this is a completely different vibe. This is. What are you like? What, how do you feel about this writing style? I loved it. Okay. I mean, you know, and like I said before, we talk about the multiple point of view and stuff like that. But I feel like John Marsh just does it so well. And he does a really good job of connecting everything together. 
but not to where it's like too much. You can tell he does his research too, which I love. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I love that too. But I will definitely be going on like a John Mars binge and reading like all you of his other to, books. Dude. Yes, you would not be disappointed. I <laughs> you promise. know, I really liked the one which we had read for book club last year, but after this one, I'm like completely sold. Yeah. Like, it, you know, the dystopian, um, like just the psychological thrillers and stuff like that. It's not usually my thing. Usually I only read them if like you recommend them or something like that, but. Or it's muddy. <laughs> Or if it's got smut, yeah. But a lot of times, psychological thrillers really don't have much smut. It, it'd be kind of weird amongst all the like, killing and things going on. That's where dark romance comes in. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, but I'll definitely read more. And I am definitely sold on John Mars after this one. And I liked how he still referenced stuff from the one in this book, the whole match your DNA thing and stuff like that. Like I thought that was really cool that he connected them together. And I know you said there was mentions of a couple of his other ones yeah, too. The so I'll need minders. to check those out now. Mm-hmm. See, um and I think that this book can obviously be read as like a standalone, but it was nice for those big fans of John Mars to be able to get that. And like, connect oh, everything else together. Yeah. yeah. Well yeah, I thought it was really cool. Like I said how like I, I understood us. the references to match your DNA. Like if I hadn't read the one previously, I'd have been like, what the fuck is that? Like what are you talking about? I mean they give you a brief description of it like in the book or whatever, but you really understand it when you actually read that read book. Read the book, yeah. Yeah. And I just thought it was really cool that he tied that in. So read the passengers, the minders, and then read this one again. Cool. And maybe I'll even reread the one. Oh, I love it. I re- I've read it. It was really lot. good. Yeah. It's well, a comfort read. I had actually watched the Netflix show of that one before I read the book because you had told me to watch the show. So I actually watched the show like months before I read the, the book. The show was good. It just wasn't it was good. It just great. Didn't, no, it, it strayed too far from yeah. the actual book. Stick to his idea because his idea is gold. Yeah, they messed it up. And I feel like, <laughs> like, like stuff like this, like Black Mirror, there's not a lot of it. You know, like, yeah. give us more of that shit, man. We eat it yeah. up. Please. Yeah, it was... I loved it. I'll yeah. definitely be reading more. And I know you will be, too, because you love John Mars. <laughs> I do. I read everything. I can't wait till the next one comes. Yeah, no, it's it's super good. And, uh, I mean, I like his... I like his writing style overall. Yeah, you know? me, too. I just... I enjoyed it. Not really my cup of tea all the time, but... Um, Palette cleanser? Good palate cleansers, for sure, <laughs> for me. But um, this one, again, has sold me... More on John Mars and his writing style and he's on the type your of radar. stuff. He's definitely on my radar now. I like a good book that really makes you think like that. You know what I mean? Because it really gets your brain going and it's like, well, what if this really does happen? I feel you know, like it's just cool to of, think about stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, there's so many things to remind you of the book too. Oh, yeah. Like social media and the Alexas mm-hmm. and you know, like things that'll bring you back. Like, oh, yeah. It's just like that book. Yep. Yeah. It's really cool. So yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. This show really wouldn't be possible without you guys. If you are a fan of the show, please do subscribe to our channel and links to all of our other socials can be found at letoffthepages.com. Thank you, Kara. And thanks to everyone listening at home. Please be sure to tune in next week. We'll be discussing one of Kara's favorite series and the last episode of the season. Season one, A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass. I cannot wait. Yeah, well, we're actually going to do the entire series. So far. So far. Yeah, the entire series so far. The first five books. And we got a little surprise, but we won't discuss it yet. So just remember until our next episode to read between the lines.